0: Aloha, ladies and germs, Jeremy Vaney here with an hour in doing special, which I may not even edit, or if I do, it'll be very little, so forgive me. This is almost like doing a live show, except uh, not. Well, live to me. Now I'm babbling. Uh, so I live, as you may know, on the uh, island of Hawaii with my lovely wife, Carol, and our cat, Gracie, and our eight ducks. They have names, too. Um, and, uh, we live on one of the slopes of Mauna Loa, which is, uh, the, the massive shield volcano that is, uh, how you say currently erupting as of late last night. We got wind of it at around three in the morning and I sprang into action, (laughs) made us the go bag of, uh, clothes and stuff that we should have made long ago. Um, Carol did too, of course, the uh, cat, not so much ducks. Absolutely not. Um, and then I went out on the gazebo and I, uh, Carol went back to sleep and I was on the gazebo watching the lovely red glow of our mountain on fire, uh, which, uh, was beautiful and frightening at the same time. Beautiful from afar. I I don't know that I really want that lava flowing this away. And generally, the lava on Mauna Loa, as opposed to Kilauea, which is the other perpetually uh, active volcano, um, Mauna Loa hits fast and furious, the lava flow, but hasn't so far. And in fact, we got really fortunate with um, the wind blowing the ash and uh, the gases and all that from the original um, eruption not near us, like the opposite way. So that is nice. Um, And while I was out there, I recorded a little something for an app called Wisdom, which I didn't want to tell anyone about except for lifetime members of our undoing at the moment. But I'll tell you about it now because there's no better time than the present. Um, I've been recording some stuff on there and being negligent of my own podcast here. And it's, it's an app that is in its infancy, infancy, you can listen to it on anything, but you can only interact if you download the app on your phone, whichever type of phone you have or your tablet or iPad, um, cause they don't have it for laptop or desktop just yet. But like I said, you could listen to it on your laptop or desktop, but, uh, I recorded something on there, um, while I was out in the gazebo that I just want to repeat here, uh, while I'm, uh, feeling up for it, which is, I don't know, don't ask me why I feel the need now to say this, because we're not in any imminent danger. But when I was out there, it sure felt imminent. And, you know, actually, it's a lie. We are in imminent danger. It's just that it hasn't, it, so far, the lava has been filling the caldera. It has flowed out, um, the northeast side, which Uh is relatively uninhabited like there's a military training camp there So they're probably gone (laughs) because it's flowing part of it is flowing toward that and then there's another uh, Piece of it forked off just going toward the highway down there Um, so no houses or anything like that, which is great But that can change at any moment. That's the thing with this, uh with this this volcano And apparently, even if it changes, even if it spills out heading our way, the odds are pretty good that it won't actually come this way because of the topography at this point. But that's not the problem. The problem is the vents, which are around us. And if those decide to, uh, you know, flow, then we could be, uh, how you say, screwed. How screwed? We'll see. Um, But we're alive (laughs) for now. Should have seen this coming because like two days ago, uh, all, all of the wild pigs had left. <laughs> like I haven't seen one in two days. Um, they know. They know. <laughs> it's like you can hear a pin drop out there. In fact, I think I hear a peacock out there. I'm wondering if someone let their peacock go because I haven't heard a peacock in a couple of years. Um, so you pretty much just hear our ducks and then that's it. Uh, it it's interesting. Um, but what I wanted to say is, you know, if this is among the last things that I will be able to do or be able to do publicly for a while, I don't know. And probably not. I mean, I'm probably just going to be online until, you know, death do us part. Who knows? Uh, but in in the event of tragedy, um, I just want everyone to know that, To, uh, the best of my ability, I have told you the truth about everything. Uh, and what I mean by to the best of my ability is, um, I haven't embellished anything. I haven't lied about anything. Um, I don't think my memory is foggy, (laughs) but at this point on certain way back, you know, childhood things, maybe, um, but I have never lied and I've never embellished, um, Which may come as a surprise for anyone who thinks, like, giggly, smarmy guy must be embellishing at least. No, I never did. And I think that's important, more so with the so-called spiritual stuff than the alleged alien stuff. Even though they're probably both, uh, you know, intermingled. Um, But the spirit stuff is so obvious. Like the mystery of it isn't that there's some intelligence messing with me and trying to make me figure it out or, you know, go down a rabbit hole or something. It is us. It is me. It is you. And that's important for you to know. Uh, So if you've ever mistrusted that or had your doubts about me, uh, unless I'm a complete psychopath who on my potential deathbed is confessing a lie, which... Certainly, <laughs> I would have Richard Dolan here to jot everything down and write a book about it. I wouldn't just do it on my own. Um, <laughs> still taking pot shots at people, even at this late stage of the game. Sorry. Uh, I just want you to know that, because it's us. It is what we are. And I know I um, I get frustrated and petty a lot online, and a lot of that frustration and pettiness is with the fact that We just aren't living up to what we are. And part of me understands that that is the name of the game. That that's, you know, what we are is the creature that doesn't live up to what it is. But we can. We don't have to be that. It doesn't have to be so-called human nature. Uh, I've seen the mountaintop before it exploded. And I'm telling you. The whole idea of being silence, of even throwing away my jibber-jabber about being silence, and just being silence for the sake of being silence, is the only way, if you want to call it a way, it isn't a way, but the waking up, I suppose, to wholeness. It, that's it. There is no path. There is no other. There's nothing all of those things are thought, and they lead to other thought constructs. Pretty though they may be, imaginative though they may be, and is real feeling though they may be. They're still the toy box of another mind. They're still thought. And if you're going to ever figure this out, you got to stop getting with the program. <laughs> right? You got to stop jumping from thing to thing. You've got to like Just pause on this and really ponder this because this is your life. And I just feel like I got to say this uh, because this is our only shot. We're at the end here, folks. Not just me on a volcano, but all of us. You sense it. You see it. The threat of nuclear war again. Uh, The fascist takeover, you know, teetering on the brink of takeover around the world various democracies, because democracy isn't freedom. Paper freedoms are not freedom. They're, they're, you know, they are thought constructs. They're not the real being, which means silence, which means truth becoming you. That's the freeing nature. That is so-called freedom. Uh, I say so-called because it, it is, as Teochus and Ghost Horse might remind us, a verb, not a noun. Um, So, that's what we are. This whole thing about politics, left, right, center. uh, These are all noise. I mean, if you're going to live in a noise world, yeah, it's of course better to uh, be peaceful than... Than not as much as possible. But the as much as possible thing is the problem because it's always going to swing back and forth on the pendulum, which is why we find ourselves where we thought we had evolved from socially in terms of racism, sexism, homophobia, anti-Semitism, fascism, on and on and on. We think that, we, you know, we want to think that we've watched enough Oprah to love each other, smile on your brother, (laughs) Uh, all of that, And, and sister... Um, but it doesn't matter how much you educate yourself. It doesn't matter. All of this stuff that the good little liberals have told ourselves isn't true. It's true to to an extent, useful to an extent, but then we're going to just pitch right back to the other way. Um, it's got to be you. It's got, you've got to be emanating wholeness, not just... The good in repression of the bad. Not just morals and ethics that, you know, maybe you had great parents. Hell, maybe even your town was great and you grew up with great ethics, great morals. Well, that's good for you. But you can always, whether you deny this or not, choose away from that. And in truth, when truth is flowing through one's body, when timeless truth is the self-awareness, Of the body, which is time. There is no choice. It's choiceless. There's only action, not reaction. And everything we do, whether we are good or evil, is a reaction to the other. It's how we feel about it. So, I just feel the need, I guess, to tell you that that really is who we are. And beyond, (laughs) I mean, beyond that, these things that we say are limitations, human limitations, personal limitations, are an illusion. There is zero reason that when I had the big I am experience of seeing and being everything exploding out of nothingness and all the various points of view happening at once that I've described over and over again. Um, there's no reason that that has to be an experience that I am now cut off from and bring back to you for you to ponder and decide whether you want that for yourself or not. I mean, this is us. That's an experience of the stage upon which we need to live, but we all need to do it. We all need to get there. It's the impossible task that must happen if we're going to succeed as, you know, beings in the world, because we've got a big charge here, which is to survive ourselves and allow every other being in the world to survive us and to not bring our crap out into the universe. And of course, we're doing the exact opposite of all that. And what do you think the repercussion is going to be? Flick. Mother Earth says flick. And it's important. It's important that we don't get flicked. It's important that we don't flick ourselves, right? So please figure this out and don't get caught up in traps of, um, you know, what people would say is ego. Although I don't like that word because it sounds like it's something divorced from you, but really it just means, you know, the arrogance, the narcissism, the desire, the wanting power. Uh, because we hear about, for instance, I've talked about Kundalini awakening. In fact, I talked about it on where did the road go not long ago? uh, Soraya Asgath was, uh, kind enough to have me back on the show. And I honestly, when I did the show, I, I knew I would get some pushback from his listeners. I just figured, uh, because I would be pushing back against his notions of what Kundalini awakening is. And naturally, there's hero worship when you listen to someone for years. And so me doing that, in an honest way, apparently is threatening to people. I mean, not apparently, it is. It's threatening to... Now, Soraya seemed okay with it, (laughs) which is great. Because he should be. We're just two adults having a conversation. Um, And honestly, I thought I'd get way more pushback than I have. Uh, So this isn't even a big deal at all. But just, it is just to say, watch yourself when... When someone is speaking truth and you hear it, if your reaction is like, oh, how arrogant of you, you think that you're at the top and everyone else is at the bottom. You think that you're experiencing Kundalini and everyone else is just passing gas or whatever. Know um, two things about that. One, I know you're going to say that, not you specifically, but I, you know, there's no way I go on that show not knowing that that reaction is going to come at me, <laughs> right? Like I've been podcasting long enough to know that. And so I'm doing it anyway. Uh, and two, let's not pretend that there's no such thing as depth. Because it's not about hierarchy. It's not about I'm higher than and someone else is lower than. It's about the depth of experience. And part of engaging with depth is that you have to have vulnerability. You know, I used to think when I would uh, read abduction accounts or, or talk to people who had abduction accounts, that if they didn't feel fear, there was something off about it. It's like there's some equation of, like, fear with depth. Um, But then came to learn that, no, there's something off about my take on that. That it's not actually the fear that is the, you know, that marks the reality of an experience. I mean, it certainly can be, but that's not it. It's genuine vulnerability. That's the mark of a true experience, uh is being vulnerable with the audience, being vulnerable with yourself first, of course, and allowing that in a world uh that is increasingly defensive, offensive, and sees vulnerable you know, this type of vulnerability as weakness when really it's not even weakness or strength, it's the only way to go. So we've got to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and We've got to allow ourselves to hear depth. These things go hand in hand. (laughs) If you're going to pretend that, you know, two things that are being said are of equal gravity when they're clearly not, um, you're not doing yourself any favors. And the reason that I am adamant or certain or whatever about uh the kundalini experience what it is and isn't um I mean I'll be getting into that on a on an episode of Our Undoing Radio here in the next season, if I live <laughs> that long. Because I figured it out. Like I figured it out. Like what is the difference here? Uh why am I so certain that that these aren't all the same thing that we're talking about? I, I want to get into that and tell you. And so I will. Um but For now, just know that it's not about like, oh, I've had these amazing experiences and you've had nothing, you know, kiss the ring or anything like that. It is that this intelligence, which is us, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, even Kundalini, which appears to be separate, is us. You and I appear to be separate and we are one another. Um, But of course, all of this unfolds as if we're separate. And so we've got to understand that too. (laughs) We've got to understand the appearances of separation as they are and not uh, repress that or else you just keep, you know, smacking into walls as you try to walk through them because you believe that you create your own reality or whatever. I mean, we've got to be realistic and logical and all of that, rational, but also understand that there is the the transcendent, that which transcends and includes logic. And that which transcends and includes logic is not higher or lower intelligence, certainly not lower. It's just fuller, broader intelligence, intelligence nonetheless. And so uh, Kundalini maneuverings are for a reason. They are intelligent. Um, They're not random. They're not like you touch someone's back and they start laughing and then a whole congregation of people start laughing. Like, that's not it. And I do feel adamant that I have to say that um, because this is us. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the spoiler alert for the Kundalini episode I'll do in the future is that I think when we're talking about Those types of events that we think are kundalini awakening are like there's a kundalini blockage um, at the base of the spine. And that's the thing that sort of like rises and, you know, does things or you control it or what, you know, all of that. When that blockage is gone because you, your sense of self have gone. The base of the spine reveals itself as a dynamic, multifaceted sort of gill. And so that blockage is not there. That blockage, which YouTube is filled with videos of people talking about the horrors of Kundalini or the joys of Kundalini, making it rise, doing Kundalini yoga, all this stuff. And then, and they always talk about like spiritual, you know, whatever, downloads, spiritual, uh, you name it. I mean, they talk about it generally, but they never say what that is. They never say what the the so-called benefit or the transcending being, the new them, what that actually is compared to the old them. I mean, are you still an a-hole or what? That would be my... <laughs> that would be my... And if you are, uh, then why? I mean, you can still be, but you need to articulate Why? You need to be able to articulate... Like, if you can't articulate any of this stuff, it isn't happening to you on any depth level, I guess would be my rule of thumb here. But again, that's not... Be- I'm not saying that to denigrate anyone or all those YouTube people or whatever. It's, um... It's because this is what we are, fundamentally, and we need to know that if we are to ever get beyond this crap. If we're ever to get beyond the oohing and the eyeing over, um such things as making one's kundalini rise or the ooing and eyeing over so-called alien abductions or a light in the sky or whatever it is. I mean, I just saw uh, a UFO filmmaker on Facebook. I can't remember his name, but he was putting a call out on Facebook for anyone who's had uh, negative effects from alien abduction experiences or UFO encounters. Please contact me uh, if you're willing to talk about it on camera. So presumably this is for a documentary of some sort. And it's like, I would love to ask this guy, except I don't care at the moment because, you know, my home is uh, on fire. (laughs) Uh, What's so important about that? Because the truth is, it doesn't matter if a bunch of people tell horror stories or if a bunch of people tell Space Brothers stories. These are, um, you know, pieces of the puzzle, but they're also localized to how one feels at the moment, which... You know, cut to a few years later after you've sat with your experiences for a while and figured out that there's a bigger mystery going on of which this fear or this joy is a part um, or which it's pointing to as a sort of theater, perhaps even. Like, are you going to get all that in the documentary or is it just going to be a horror movie documentary about, oh, alien abductions are horrifying. We must stop this at once. This is demons, whatever it is. We got to cut the crap and be real. At some point. COVID didn't do it. (laughs) Something's gotta. Uh, Does everyone's volcano have to explode for this to happen? I hope not. So, this is my impassioned plea. (laughs) Please. Please. Just don't even self-examine anymore. Just sit still. Just be stillness. And I guess one more thing while I'm here babbling. Um... To the best of my knowledge and to the best of my feeling, Jeff Ritzman was also telling the truth about all of his experiences. I don't know that I've ever said that. Um, but I want that to be clear, too, because he was, I mean, to my mind, uh, when we were doing Peritopia, he was the epitome of vulnerable. And it's so interesting because on the one hand, you listen to his voice and you listen to his uh, his his anger, uh you know this built-in rage he has and that's clear to me in his voice but there's also where it's stemming from is clear too and the vulnerability and the want- the childlike wanting to figure things out is also there and i think the rage i'm feeling it now like it's like the rage of all right it's time to it's time to stop with the shenanigans and the in the the tomfoolery here and let's let's get real let's figure this out except with the spirit stuff there's nothing to figure out there's just be silence But for Jeff's part, I mean, not only was he searching, um, you know, scouring the minds of the best people we could find, researchers and experiencers alike, but also he had his experiences changed to, as you know, sit down chats with a shrouded being. Um, And yes, I believe that that happened, if anyone is wondering. Um, And there's a little more to be said about that and maybe... Maybe on a future newer peritopia, I will get to that, but it's not important because the other thing that's super important about Jeff's experiences is that he knew that uh, it was a change in the dynamic of the relationship that wasn't uh, just for him to get at some sort of new absolute truth about this phenomenon, but to give us all through his experiences being orated on our show and questioned and examined and mulled over and all of that uh, for all of us to just change the script up and think in, in different ways. Um, and ultimately, all of that thinking in new ways may, be, um, may have been um, not the intended effect, but, you know, an inevitable outcome. And the intended effect is simply to put us um, in a betwixt in between state where we're no longer sure of our answers. So it doesn't matter that we run, you know, don't run to another answer like, oh, this is really all shrouded people, but just simply sit with the huh moment and be in that. And that too is silence. I mean, that's what it is. Silence is the absence of answers. The self is an answer. It is a an answer that seeks further answers to fortify itself as the ultimate answer, the ultimate I am here and I am alive and I am real. And all of this searching and seeking is, is uh, in service to making that statement. And for those of us who are completely cunning, um, we will know that rationally and start seeking uh, answers in the form of, oh, maybe I'm not real. Maybe none of this is real. Maybe, you know, we want to concretize ourselves so badly that even in the face of understanding that we can't be. Uh, we continue to do it in that vein (laughs) and it screws us up. Um, it makes us delusional enough. All right. I've said my piece. Thank you for listening. This was more than I said on the wisdom app. (laughs) Um, if I survive and I hope I do, I will be saying more on the wisdom app as well. And the reason, uh, I don't think I said this in the beginning of this little episode here, but, um, the reason I've, taken up the wisdom app, besides the fact that they asked me to, uh, come on. And, you know, I guess, presumably speak about spirituality and the paranormal stuff with some sense of authority. I don't know. Uh, they want me to be a mentor. They call us mentors, you see, but I have nothing to mentor you except, except this, (laughs) except yelling at you here passionately. Um, but I'm doing it nonetheless. And the reason is, uh, because it's, it's live recordings um, some of them are just one minute clips. Like you can ask me a question and I can answer you in one minute or less. Uh, and that sits there, or I can record live. And if you have the app, you can come on and be my guest and we can chit chat. So I wanted to do that for our undoing, um, lifetime members. Cause I had wanted to do something with Skype back when Skype existed, uh, have chit chats, but now, um, I mean, I can do it this way. It's basically a live show, except they call it mentoring and it's one-on-one. You know, I can set up how long you're on there for. Right now, I have it set up for 15 minutes. So you can queue up. There could be two, three, 100 people in the queue and I just go through and we chat for 15 minutes. You ask me something and I answer it or we do an interview or however you want to go. Or if you want to go longer, we can go longer. Um, All of that. Uh, just sounded appealing, um, and I could either download it and use it on my own if I want for my own podcast, um, and or keep it there, and right now I'm just keeping everything on there that I do there. So if you want to chat with me, um, write to me. If I'm still alive, I will respond. Jeremy at undoing.com, and we could set up a date and time uh, to do a chat that would end up being public. Um, so if you don't mind that we can do a live chat publicly about, um, whatever you want, or when I'm on there speaking, you know, I'll just have a topic that I'll go on and then open up the lines after, take questions, however you want to call that. They're not really lines because it's not phone, but well, it's on your phone, but it's not the, I I don't know how this technology works, folks, frankly. Um, all I know is I get paid in gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right. That's that. My caffeine is now uh, fully run my system, and I'm going to go power down. Mm. Aloha, and thanks everyone who has stuck with this through the years. Much appreciated.